Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. My name is Monica Powers. I'm the Director of Consumer here in our San Diego offices. For our listeners who might not know or might be new to the program, JPR has slowly started developing an impressive client roster of CPG brands and One of those powerhouse brands is Luna Bay Booch. And today we're fortunate enough to have the co-founder and CEO, Bridget Connolly with us. The timing is actually perfect, especially considering International Women's Month is right around the corner and JPR being founded by two powerhouse women. And a little known fact might be that Luna Bay Booch is the only female founded and operated and owned hard kombucha brand in the country. So without further ado, I'm so, so excited to introduce all of our listeners to Bridget, who's here with us. Hi, Bridget. Hi, how are you? Thank you for the warm welcome. Of course. We are doing great. And I want to kick off our little podcast here with just an introduction on you and your background and the story of Luna Bay, how things came to fruition. And I know you, before establishing Luna Bay, your experience in alcohol was non-existent in a way. So tell us how you kind of broke into that category and why, why you got the start. Yeah, I'm I'm Bridget. I'm the founder and CEO of Luna Bay Hard Kombucha. As Monica mentioned, we are the first female-founded and led hard kombucha company and only, actually. But yeah, to your point, I did not know anything about this space. And I'm always learning still. But for me, it was a vision and a dream that it really just made sense. I think when I look back at my life, I've always seemingly, it feels like I've chosen the harder route, but it's because of curiosity. I think I'm always wanting to learn more and experience more and go with where feels right and where I feel in the flow. And and that's always pushed me to do different things. And so I, when I think of what lights me up is bringing people together, being health conscious is uh, celebrating and it's having fun. And I'm from a big Irish family in Chicago and we always like to have some libations and have some fun. And so I think my background with brand building and marketing and, you know, health and wellness combined with my love of fun and community and connection when I embarked on kind of the journey of starting a hard kombucha brand all of those things kind of aligned at the perfect timing to come to fruition in in starting it. It really just made sense. So kind of just went with the flow of creating this brand and learning as I went to learn how to then find the right people to create the product and to raise money and to market it and to get it into the hands of consumers. Yeah, going with the flow is mm-hmm. a theme I hear a lot. And mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about, I mean, you surround yourself with some pretty incredible females. Tell me a little bit about your team. I know you're small and mighty, but you're breaking down barriers and shattering the glass ceiling, shall we say. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our female founded team um, is comprised of Claire Ridge, who's one of you know my good family friends in the beginning and is a co-founder. And then Julie Pappas, who is our head of marketing and sales. And Joanna Denny, who leads up production and quality assurance. 
And really, I think something that is so similar in all of them is that they are very resilient, very hardworking, passionate women. And um, we all have, you know, health conscious, health focused lifestyles. So it really made sense into how we live our lives anyways. And then also the just tenacity and unwavering resilience and going towards what we all believe in and not stopping. We face hurdles all the time and setbacks all the time. But I think with that resilience combined with hope deep down that we're going in the right direction together, um, we all have that optimism that we know it, and we can give it what it takes to make it work. So they're really the backbone of the company. And then we have, you know, 10 other employees that are also extremely integral in our business because, you know, it's a small team and small, but mighty, but every single person is, is really important in making Luna Bay tick. Mm-hmm. And I want to chat more about that resiliency that any startup company, you got to be resilient in order to be successful. But for our listeners who might be, because hard kombucha is, I mean, relatively a new category. And I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with, you know, regular kombucha. Tell us about hard kombucha. What is it? Why is it unique? And specifically, you know, the ingredients in Luna Bay, why those are special as well. So hard kombucha is a tea. So it's a fermented tea and um, it has probiotics in it. So, you know, healthy culture strains that are good for your gut. And so kombucha has been around for, you know, centuries, but for hard kombucha, we actually ferment it twice. So we actually, in the secondary fermentation, add a champagne yeast that gives it that boozy bite to it. And then we also add in um, real ingredients into the product. So we have real hibiscus and lavender flowers, blueberries, palo santo wood that we actually steep in the tanks. And our product is all non-GMO. It's vegan, it's low in sugar, and it's gluten-free. So it is essentially at its core a fermented tea that we just ferment longer. It has natural alcohol in it to get it up to that 6% alcohol. Well, there's this brand video that we've seen a few times. I'll make sure that when we post this episode, you know, it's paired with that brand video, but it goes into a lot of the the early days for the brand, how it was just you and the ladies in your houses or apartments, you know, with the Scobies and, you know, mm-hmm. piecing everything together. So it's really fun to see all that. And I mean, how does it feel and like what type of emotions come up when you see, you know, a couple of years ago, this was just a brand on paper and now it's on shelf. Like, what does that mean to you? It's really surreal. And I think it's like anything in life. Like we're all always striving and what's next. And once we hit this mark and then once that happens, it'll be exciting and we'll really make it. And I think it's just, you know, very aligned with Lunu Bay is that you, we need to slow down and remember what we're doing. And there's so often that I'm just grinding and like doing all these things. And I don't even look back to really reflect that those things are happening and that we're actually have a nationwide, you know, company now that's growing. And so, um, I think for us is just remembering what we're doing along the way and celebrating those wins and how it has all come to be to a company now. So yeah, it's pretty surreal when you kind of look back at, at those moments, but I think it's, it's just like life in general. It's like stopping and remembering 
what's happening and appreciating the ride of it. Because every day is like a new adventure with Luna Bay. And I think sometimes we kind of get lost and don't celebrate the wins as much as we should. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that's easier said than done. So I mean, in your day to day, how do you remain so grounded, level-headed, realistic? What are some daily, weekly, monthly practices that you implement to stay sane? Yeah, it's so interesting. I feel like, you know, there's been so many challenging things about starting this company and like so many rewarding things as well. But what it is Luna Bay has done for my life in a personal sense is pretty profound in the fact that like those early days, the amount of stress that we would take on, sleepless nights, loneliness, you know, just confusion, you know, you're working so hard and wondering if any of it's even going to make sense is, you know, you start to lose yourself a little bit and it gets to a point where you do hit your breaking point. You do hit a rock bottom and then you have to learn from those and say, okay, now how do I do it differently? How do I do it better? Because this isn't working anymore. Luna Bay's really challenged me to learn how to take better care of myself only because it's, I've been broken down through it. So how can I now rebuild myself? So now it's these non-negotiables. In the beginning, I didn't know what meditation was like. I didn't know what turning off was like. I didn't know how to set boundaries in my life, you know, with relationships and family and friends and how to speak my truth instead of people pleasing and also having uncomfortable conversations to help myself grow. So after learning lessons the hard way, which sometimes I seemingly do is, you know, these things that I incorporate into my life that make my life so much richer and calmer and, there's always going to be chaos. There's always going to be a worry and a stress in life, no matter what. So how do you find the presence and the calmness? And I think that's what I always want to surround myself. I want to surround myself with people that are that way. I want to surround myself in in my business in that way is keeping this unwavering calm. And that comes from really hard work, really hard work in therapy, really hard work in meditation, really hard work in mindfulness and presence. So those things that I've had to learn and now I show it better for myself, I show it better for my team and I help my team learn as well. So I think now it's just made me a better version of myself. I'm always learning, I'm always making mistakes, but those things have really challenged me and I think made me a stronger Bridget. Love it. Let's switch gears a little bit. And I alluded to wanting to come back to this whole theme of resiliency. And obviously, Luna Bay has been resilient. I mean, you're a unicorn in a growing industry being female founded, operated, owned. And in the multi-billion dollar craft beer industry, and I correct me if I'm wrong, you know, hard kombucha, because it is so new, it's currently falls under the beer category, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So roughly 23% of owners of craft beer I mean, that percentage is so low. And so there's obviously room for expansion and growth in the early days of Luna Bay, even, you know, now, what were some initial hurdles or obstacles that you faced in getting the brand out there and on shelf? So in the beginning, the early days, I mean, 
It was the distribution hurdle, really. It was really helping get distributors to believe in the category and to believe in us and to believe that it was going to move. I mean, that was, of course, a fear. It's like, okay, hurdle one, raise money. Hurdle two, get chains to believe in you. Hurdle three, get distributors to believe in you. Hurdle four, get consumers to believe in you. So it was just all these fears of what if we get one thing and then the next doesn't work. So it was really just believing that getting our distributors to believe in us, getting our accounts to believe in us and getting our consumers to try it. Because once they tried it, the conversion rate is so high and so strong. But we were up against a lot in the beginning of convincing. But I think what with this team that we've built and the way that we all have so much energy and passion and belief in what we're building, it's so contagious to the people that we surround ourselves with that they believe in it as well. And so it makes it an easier sell. The distributors gravitate towards the way that we champion for the brand. And then they're able to sell that to the chains. And then our consumers can feel that and taste that and touch that too. So um, sampling was really important in the beginning because getting those sips to lips like was a really great way to trial. But then everything changed where we couldn't do that anymore. So we kind of pivoted to, you know, how do we reach our consumers through virtually? So building those relationships or even handwritten cards, sending packages, sending things that we can connect with people in ways that we'd kind of had to shift to. But those were the early challenges and now getting that, you know, that brand awareness out for the company. Right. Because Luna Bay really got momentum at the start of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Right before (laughs) two months. (laughs) Wild. So everything was virtual, but hopefully in-person activations and sampling things pick up. Yes. And in developing the brand, in um, constantly evolving the brand, are there brands that you've admired, hard kombucha or not, any industry that have stick out in your mind as motivators in building Luna Bay as well? Yeah, actually, um, I would say RX Bar would be a big one for us. They are a Chicago company and the first employee for RX Bar is an investor and an advisor for us. And I'm just so impressed for with what they built. And if I look at that company, you know, they did so many things so well with building out an incredible team that all believed in the mission and the brand, getting advisors in the right places, being open to, you know, taking good feedback or hard feedback to really better themselves as leaders to help better their company. Cause they were all a very young team kind of trying to figure out the same thing. And they've given us such profound lessons and how to grow and how to scale and how to stay true to your core and to stay true to your mission statement and surround yourself with good people along the way and have some fun. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, it's like not taking life too seriously. I mean, we're building something that is really fun and really hard, but, you know, we have to enjoy it as well and enjoy our lives together too. So those are some things that I've learned from them. And I feel really grateful that they're a Chicago company and have been able to help and support us too. That's a good one. And for any brand, new, old, there's always the need and the hunger to continue evolving. What's on the horizon for Luna Bay Booch? 
Yeah. I mean, if you ask our leadership team, they would be, they're always, you know, Julie's favorite thing is don't give me a heart attack today, Bridget. Cause I, <laughs> I'm a forever dreamer. I have 1 million ideas going in my head at once. And it's so cool when you look back. And, um, I think Luna Bay has given me a lot of confidence that if you have enough determination and enough work ethic and persistence, you can watch your dreams come to life. And so nothing is off the table. We want to get into all the airports if we want to expand, if we want to do these things. And I think what also fuels my fire is when people say I can't do it, you know, and the distributors are come back in five years, this, this isn't a category yet, or this isn't going to work, or you're never going to get chains on board. And it's like, okay, here's Trader Joe's, here's Target, here's Kroger, here's Albertsons, like, watch us go. And so it gives me more momentum. And so when I look at the future of Luna Bay, I think about all of the markets that don't even have hard kombucha yet. I think about tap rooms and community spaces and bringing people together and yoga and movie nights and, you know, just real community driven initiatives in the places that we're launching in. Cause it's bigger than just an alcohol brand. It's a lifestyle. It's a you know, Luna Bay way. It's seizing the bay. It's all of these things that I want to continue to grow with my team and do in new markets and national, international. I think that the possibilities are endless and I'm not afraid to dream them up and go after them. Yeah. I feel like every great leader like yourself, you're <laughs> constantly in your mind. It's, it's how do we get the brand out there? It's how to be creative, how to be different. It's the team's role to like, truncate all of your creative ideas and execute them. Make people crazy along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, And then it's a two-parter question, but eureka moments for the brand. Is there one like huge win that sticks out in your mind and one huge key, I don't want to say, you know, loss, but huge learning that you've had in this lifespan of Luna Bay Booch? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's always these moments. I think that it's never, which I think is what I love so much about this job is that, you know, there are some of the lowest times of my life in the last three years, but also some of the most, the highest, most beautiful life-changing experiences too. And any week, you know, we were on a call earlier today about airports and things that I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine that happening? Um, But then there's even these small things that might not feel so big, but I'll never forget them is, you know, we worked on these can designs for months and months and months. And when we finally got it and we put it into like a deck and we saw it, we just were like, this is it. This is the can. And I'll never forget. It was a coffee shop in Encinitas and Taylor, who's our designer and I would look at each other and we're like, this is the brand. This is the can. And like that moment felt tangible, even though we had no idea how to make it, no idea to where to go to next, but we figured it out. And our first account, like actually seeing it on the shelves, actually seeing a consumer buy it is still like mind blowing to me and so cool. I mean, there's times I've walked it down streets in San Diego and seen, you know, someone sitting at a bar drinking it and I am such a dork and I'll walk up and be like, do you like that? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. They're like, what are you talking, the pretzel I'm eating? I'm like, no, they, that can. <laughs> so it's just fun still. And those are like very monumental moments in my mind of just seeing people actually drink something that we created. Yeah. What do you wish, like the Bridget of 2017, 2018, what do you wish she knew now 
I would say to be, and this is an ever thing is just to not be so hard on yourself and that nobody knows how to do it. It's like becoming a parent or you just, you learn and you, and you can reach out for help when you need it and ask for help when you need it. I just, I just remember those early days of feeling so isolated and so alone. And so you have this idea and you're so afraid of failure and you're so afraid of letting people down and it's all consuming. And I just remember holding that all in for so long that I just had to feel like I had it all figured out and that I wasn't afraid and I wasn't scared and I wasn't lonely and I wasn't all these things that would just eat away at me. And I think if I look back to just be kinder to that Bridget and no one knows what they're doing. You'll figure it out as you go and to just enjoy it more, laugh more, have fun more and to ask for help when you need it and to not feel like you have to, you know, hold the weight of the world on your shoulders all the time. So it's really broken me open to be messier, I guess, in a way and to not feel like I have to be the certain image or, you know, present myself in a certain way because at the core of Every human is messiness and pain and things that, you know, we all are afraid to share sometimes. And actually those things are what connect us the most. So I've, I've learned to let that down, that guard down a little bit and let people in more. And I find more connection through that and more fulfillment through that actually and more success, to be honest. Love that. And I mean, for me, my, I wouldn't say my life motto, but a motto I like to go by is fewer things better. What is your motto? Ooh, fewer things better. I love that. (laughs) I think it would be slow down to do more because I'm always going a thousand miles per minute, working smarter, not harder. Like I, and honestly, my team has helped me to do these things. I think they are my biggest reflectors and my mirrors. And there's so much about myself that I don't always see. And they're able to call me out on things like, Bridget, that's not a priority right now. Like work smarter, like focus on these four things, put everything else aside or, you know, slow down. Maybe, you know, Julie is my my wife, my sister, my best friend, all of the things in one. She's really not. But honestly, she's the one that will be like, you don't need to get on that flight, Bridget. Send somebody else. What you need is rest or go do that. And it's just, I think sometimes I'm, I'm trying to do it all. I'm trying to go so fast and I actually do worse because I'm, I'm not showing up for myself. I'm exhausted. You know, I'm not actually doing the best I can in my position. So working smarter, not harder and slowing down to do more. Yeah. I also liked what you said with like, life is supposed to be a bit messy. Like it, everything doesn't have to fall into specific boxes. Like sometimes campaigns are more successful or initiatives are more impactful when it's a little messy. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. And I mean, to, to round out our discussion, some of our listeners might not know that you were actually an intern at JPR mm-hmm. many moons ago. Yeah. What would be your advice to our young guns coming up in the agency world? you know, JPR really changed my life. I think I was living in Chicago, graduated, didn't really want to know what I wanted to do, feeling a little directionless and booked a one-way ticket to San Diego. And I gave myself a month to just try to find jobs. And, you know, I was a hostess, I was a babysitter, I was doing these things. And I was like, I feel scared. I feel like 
I'm not in quotes on this timeline. I'm not doing all the things my friends are doing. And I walked into JPR with a resume. I just loved the website. I looked like the team was cool. And, you know, I walked in and they gave me a job. And it was this moment in time that I wouldn't have stayed in San Diego had that not happened. And I didn't know what was going to be next. I didn't know, you know, if I was going to stay or anything like that, but it ended up being such a rewarding experience. And, you know, I I didn't end up staying. I was at the time like devastated. I didn't get a full-time job, but it was like, those moments that you look back and it's all connected, you know, there's a reason for all of it. And so if you're open to taking chances, open, taking it a risk, open to sometimes taking a job that even if you think like my one time, the job before this, I had to take a step down in my career. And it was this ego moment of, I'm not a junior account manager, I'm a senior. And it's like, sometimes you take a step back to go forward and letting go of ego and just being open to the possibilities. And if you just show up and continue to work hard and go towards that flow, go towards, you know, what feels good and and lights you up, you're going to find your path. Mm -hmm. So true. Love that. Yeah. Three quick rapid fire questions. What's your spirit animal? Ooh, my spirit animal would be probably a bird. Like I'm always flying to new places, going to new, always up for an adventure, going somewhere new constantly. I I think home, I just make in my heart wherever that takes me. What's currently on your reading list? The Daily Stoic and To Shake the Sleeping Self by Jedediah Jenkins. Oh, yes. (laughs) Do you have a secret talent that no one knows about and you're going to reveal it on this podcast? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a secret. I love dancing. I love, <laughs> yeah, I could dance like every day, every night. Um, I think that's one of my favorite things to do, but I think I'm pretty much an open book. So for better or for worse, and I always tell everything, everyone, everything about me. So I don't think I'm really ever a mystery. The only mystery anyone ever is, is where, where in the world is Bridget? They call me San Diego. (laughs) I like to keep it that way. Funny. I mentioned it at the introduction of the podcast, but March is Women's History Month, International Women's Month. What does Luna Bay have going on being your female founded, owned, operated? Is there anything special you guys are doing to celebrate the occasion? Yeah, we are. We are launching a new flavor, which is really exciting, um, Raspberry Rose. And Mm -hmm. proceeds from Raspberry Rose are going back to the Global Women's Organization. And we're really excited about this flavor. Really excited to partner with One First Time for the Planet and champion more women in alcohol and just women overall. Women are badasses. And I'm really excited to launch the flavor and get into some more hands of our, our people. Amen to that. And where can, whether it's raspberry rose or all the other great flavors you have, where can uh, interested parties find Luna Bay Booch? Yes. Um, Whole Foods is a great account. Trader Joe's, Foxtrot, Kroger, Jewel, H-E-B, lots of spots. And you can always check it out on lunabaybooch.com. There's a list of accounts as well. Awesome. You can also follow Luna Bay Booch at Luna Bay Booch um, on Instagram and all the social platforms. Bridget, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Monica. I love chatting with you. Thank you for having me. We'll talk soon. Talk soon.